We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it in 10 seconds. Unbelievable. He throws. Got And he used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's good? We're back uh, with another episode of Ain't No Seats, two weeks in a row. Shout out to us. Um, I guess... Before we get going, obviously, B-Turn, not on the pod uh, last week, not on the pod this week. I'm sure you've seen his Twitter. He's trying to get some stuff figured out with himself. Uh, I don't know, A.B., what do you I, – I guess shout-out to, shout to B-Turn for coming out and talking about his struggles and all that, and we hope, he, we hope he gets help and gets back on the pod ASAP because we miss him, and we know you guys are probably missing him too. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, you got to fix yourself first. You got to make sure that you're on the right path. That comes first for anything else. So, whenever he's ready to go and healthy and feeling good about stuff, he's always obviously welcome back on the pod. We wouldn't be here without him. So, um, you know, thoughts with him, and hopefully, you guys do the same. Yep, for sure. Shout out to shout out to B Turn. We miss him. Uh, but what we came here to talk about was sadly another Kansas football loss. And I say sadly because, I mean, we lost 47 to 14, and that's just the state of the program where it's like it's really not even that shocking. I'll be honest. I think I took Baylor on the on, in the spread, right? Like I fully expected to get blasted. It seemed like on Twitter that some people were kind of surprised by the outcome just due to the fact that Baylor hadn't practiced. 
they had a new coach, and that is concerning to me. But, like, after we lost that Coastal Carolina game, this is just what I expect going forward. Uh, what's your initial thoughts from that game, maybe? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I was shocked that we got blown out. I did bet KU both on the pod and in real life for whatever reason. Um, I don't know why I continue to do that. Um, but – yeah, I mean, we're a young team when we played young guys. We, I mean, we got tipped off that Jalen was probably going to start earlier in the week. Um, and like we said on the pod, like, we knew that it wasn't going to be pretty if he played. So, I mean, like, kind of like we said last week, when you start tying everything together and all the details, it makes sense that we lost by 50 points again or whatever it was. 33. Well, 50's just fun to say. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean – it's not shocking, but, like, I think me and you both just talked about this going into this. So, if your expectation of this team is that we're going to be in close football games, you're going to feel really shitty the rest of the season, and you're going to hate every game, and you're going to be mad after every game. But I will say, I don't know how to say this, I don't feel that awful about how the Hawks looked. Is that crazy to say, or do you do – you, when you put everything together, the circumstances, the fact that our quarterback is 17 years old, the fact that we have a bunch of other young guys, do you see what I'm saying where it's like it's not the worst thing in the world? Or like I didn't think it was the worst performance ever? I think I can one-up you. I texted a friend of mine that's a K-State and Iowa State fan, and I told him, quote, this is the most confident I've been about KU since like the reasoning of Angino days, about the future of the program. Exactly. And like we, we said it a million times in the pod last week, play Daniels. Who cares if we suck this year? But in two years when he's a sophomore, junior, whatever the rules end up being, we're going to look back on these, like, blowout losses, losing by 30. You know, he wasn't even that good statistically, but you could just tell that he kind of had something. And once those things start coming together, this experience is going to matter. And, I mean, that, that's really how you turn a program around. You can't take – you know, shortcuts like we've been trying to do with Weiss and Beatty and play a quarterback for six games at a time and pray that it's going to turn around. That's just not how it works. So that, I mean, that's strictly Jalen Daniels is the only reason why I'm confident about anything going forward. Yeah. And I mean, you say, you say it's the most confident you are in the future of the program, but like that isn't meaning in the future of these next eight games. Like that is two, three years, four years down the road. Like we have to just accept we are still two years away from being like having a legitimate fun season where we could go into the season being like, okay, we've got now a experienced quarterback. We've got an experienced running back with hopefully Belton Gardner by that point. Like we're still a ways away, but I think exactly what you said, we're finally seeing on the field, the guys that we are hopefully going to see in that two years. Like it's not just going to be a new guy cycled in and we're like, Oh, I hope this quarterback works out. Like it is a, we see the people that we could also see one day potentially lead us to a bowl game. And I know that sounds freaking insane to say out loud, but well, we could go to a bowl game this year, but uh, not happening. It's just like, I don't know. I'm it's weird. I am excited. And it is simply like you said, because of Jalen Daniels, like he was not good. But he's also 17 years old, which is bananas. We didn't even talk about that last week. He's 17 years old playing against outrageous Big 12 competition. Like this dude was committed to what, Middle Tennessee before, right? Yep. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Now he's starting in his first Big 12 game ever. So, like, 
it shows me that the dude's going to be a gamer. The dude showed flashes. I remember led us down the field. First drive of his career leads us down the field for a touchdown. I was feeling great. Maybe that's why I don't feel that bad because there were moments this time where I had those good feelings, whereas against Coast Carolina, it was literally awfulness for the entire game. And, like, no KU fan wants to hear we're still a couple years away. Like, no one wants to hear be patient, be patient. Like, I get it. We've been trying to be patient forever. But, like, at, like we've been saying, at least these are, like, actual steps where you can foresee that it could work. Like, it's like they're doing it the right way to make sure that the future set up, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But, like, we, like you said with, with Jalen, like, he's out there taking hits and getting right back up. He's, like, eluding sacks and throwing – I mean, that has to be – like, you have to catch that ball. I don't remember who it was. it Velton that dropped it on yeah. the sideline where he, like, yeah. eluded the tackle and threw the wheel route? Like, no, you have to catch no. that, and that's a touchdown. It was – yeah, I mean, that's – exactly. Like, Jalen Daniels did things on the field where, like, even though it didn't result in scores – you still like it brought me out of my seat like that him evading that sack and stepping up and throwing that pass like we all jumped out of our seats we were amped right like, I thought I broke your recliner yeah like it just doesn't I don't know it, it, we haven't you you didn't get that at all in Coastal Carolina with McVitie and I know Miles Kendrick had some throws that game but by that point the game just didn't matter like I don't know I was definitely. I think I said it last pod, like Jalen Daniels is going to suck because he's young, but like he was better than I expected him to be this mm-hmm. early with the, the fact that coronavirus has been a thing. He's 17. He's playing in big 12 competition. Like he exceeded my expectations and that's because I had really low expectations, but like, I don't know. I don't see how a KU fan could watch that game and not be very excited about potentially the next five years of Jalen Daniels. Mm-hmm. And like that's, and I know I said this last pod, but that's exactly the last time we were good. That's exactly what we did. We played a young freshman quarterback, wasn't very highly recruited, and we just put him in, gave him a shot. He proved he was ready to go. Next year we're in a BCS game. I'm not saying we're playing in the Orange Bowl next year, but like the the last time it worked in Lawrence is exactly what we did. So yeah. just go with it. Embrace the suck. We're gonna suck, but look for the positives, even though if it's not putting up results. Yeah, and I think you nailed it earlier, which I don't want to, like, pass on. Like, Beatty, Weiss, these dudes were getting junior college guys, which on paper we were excited because we're dumb. We see a talented junior college guy or a transfer that failed at Alabama. and is not Like, I love Dale and Charlie. But, like, those guys, you, you don't have enough time with those dudes to really build anything. And so to see that Les Miles is – I mean, Les Miles is going to go 0-10 this year, and there's going to be people that want him fired. Like, I guarantee there's people that already want him fired. And it's like, if you're one of those people, you're dumb. You just are because you have to see what he inherited. And he even he had a bad team last year, and he got way worse this year. So, like, I don't know. I think he's doing it the right way. I hope, one, we give him enough time to do it, and two, he's got enough time left to do it. But either way – say less wanted to retire in three years. I There's no doubt in my mind the KU football program is going to be in a better spot in three years with – or less will leave it in a better spot than what he came into. Was that 100% correct? No, I certainly agree. Like, I, I would absolutely bet on less uh, making this program a better place when he leaves than when he walked in, um, as long as he sticks to the plan of playing young guys and, you know, developing the young talent instead of trying to take shortcuts, which seems like he's dedicated to doing now. You know, you mentioned bet, and that's a great transition sure 
into our folks at Bet Online. Uh, the wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here. Shout out to my guy LeBron. And the ML no. playoffs are in full swing. You might now be at a game this year, but you can you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head head to Bet Online today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And AB, we've got a new sponsor in the building. Oh, who do we have? To our guy, Patrick Carter at Farmers Insurance. If you want to buy insurance, why not buy it from somebody locally owned who's also KU alumni? alumni. And with an agent that's lived in Kansas City his entire life who knows about the community you live in. Instead of buying from a website that supports outside communities, why not buy from an agent that puts that money back into the KC Lawrence markets? Your money stays in Kansas when you buy from Patrick Carter of Farmers Insurance. Go to his website, kcfarmersagent.com, and click on Contact Me, and Patrick will help you make smart decisions with your insurance. Patrick not only knows a thing or two about insurance, he knows a thing or or two about our beloved Kansas Jayhawks. So call 913-248-8861. Again, that's 913-248-8861. Or visit kcfarmersagent.com today. Rock chalk. All right, A.B., let's get back. We talked quarterback. I think we all agree. Jalen Daniels, we saw the things we wanted to see out of him. He's got the ability to one day be a good Big 12 quarterback. But I wanted to talk about the running back situation. I mean, Puka Puka had two touchdowns. We had the moments where it was like, that's our guy. That's the guy we love. But how do you feel about the fact that Puka got 14 carries, Belton Gardner got 14 carries, Jalen Daniels got 14 carries? Like, do we want to see it where Puka's just getting far more than those dudes? Or, like, I don't know. What do you think about 14 carries for Puka? Well, I, I obviously want to see more. Uh, it is tough when you're behind, though, when you're down three scores or whatever. But And honestly, like I'd be more mad if Velton wasn't killing it, too, you know? Like, yeah. Velton pretty much had the same stat line. So it's not like Velton's going 14 carries for 22 yards. If that was the case, I'd be furious. But, like, yards are yards. Obviously, we want to see Puka in space, give Puka as many carries as possible, as many touches as possible. But I don't know. I mean, Velton's producing almost the same, so I don't really have too many issues about it. Yeah, I mean, we talk about – we said a little bit earlier, we talk about Jalen being excited for Jalen, but Belton Gardner only being a sophomore is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. he definitely – I don't know. He definitely provides you that excitement moving forward. But I'm also like, we have eight games left for Puka. I don't care if we're down 47 to 14. I just want to force feed <laughs> him. I am at the point where I just want to see Puka Williams play football as much as I possibly can because I'm sad that this is what – this is the last year we'll get to see him. So I don't know. I think I do think we tried to get a little more creative. I know we threw like a, a screen to him, like like a like a wide receiver screen, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of stuff I think we've all been asking for is just get Puka in space. Like do not send Puka up the middle. Get him out on the sides. Get him to use his speed and just make big plays. And I think we tried that a little more. And obviously, like, Dearman can't just 
as much as we want to think he's just this evil genius that can just break defenses, like there's a lot that goes into it. And I know the offense isn't clicking yet, but sounds like we really haven't had a quarterback figured out until maybe now, but we really still don't based off of what Les has been saying this week. So I guess I'm rambling to get to my next point is what are we thinking about Brent Dearman so far in his performance, 14 points against Baylor. How do we feel? I, before we touch on that, and this kind of all ties in, but I want to get this takeoff if, while we're talking about those three guys between Jalen, Puka, and Belton Gardner. Fourth and one for midfield when you're up 7 nothing and you hand it to dipshit, fuck, whatever his name is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you don't – like, first of all, that had to be a less miles play call, no? Just running it up the middle. Yeah, and – I don't remember if it was under center or what, but it was like – It wasn't. Like, it wasn't. Okay, well, then that helps. But you have, like, we just talked about Velton and Puka. Like, they get five, six yards of carry. You have a mobile quarterback. Like, run some sort of option. Don't bring your third-string freshman, sophomore, running back, whatever he is, to run right at the middle against Baylor, who's just better and bigger than you. Like, that made no – you had a chance to go up 10-0, 14-0, something. And I'm not saying we win the game if we pick up that first down, but it certainly looks better than 47-14 once it hits final, I guarantee it, because that's right when everything changed. Yeah. Once that happened, it was like – Touchdown Baylor, three and out. Touchdown Baylor, three. And, like, it was over once we didn't get that. We didn't have a good thing happen for what felt like over an hour after that happened. And I totally agree. It was a classic example of just, like, why are we overthinking it? We have, like, the two bright spots of this football team are our running backs. Mm-hmm. So when potentially at that time the biggest play of the game, just give it to one of your guys that has been good. Like, I, I get that. What's his last Hishaw? Hish Daniel Hishaw? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say a name when I wasn't sure, but that sounds right. I mean, he's a big boy, and I'm sure if he would have just fumbled through the freaking line and for an easy first down, we'd have been like, oh, okay, smart, smart play call, White. Yeah, of course you give it to the big guy. But when it fails, you're open to criticism, and it does just seem like a banana land move to have well, it's- to be like, eh, no, Puka, no, eh, Belton, no. We're gonna go third string. And it's not even just that. It's like the Deerman's whole offense and all the excitement built around him is how he's like the master of the RPO. So, like, you have sure-handed receivers, Parchment, Lassiter. You have speed with Robinson. You have two running backs that we've talked about and a mobile quarterback. Like, use one of those six guys. Like, it, make it an RPO. If the run's there, just give it to him. Like, that's all they practice. That's the whole scheme. Like yeah. you said, it's just overthinking it, and it's just – I'm try. I I really am positive about the game somehow, but like that moment right there is one thing I'm taking negative from it, and I wanted to get that off before we moved on from those those three names. It's just like even when we have those bright spots where it's like okay, this game's not as bad as it looks, or I feel better about this game. But like the reason we get smoked by these teams is because we just we're four of sixteen on third down. Baylor's. Yep. 8 of 15. Like, it's just those little moments that I feel like keep us from being, we're right now a god-awful team, to being, like, it's those moments, those big plays where it's like, okay, we're god-awful because we never make the big play in those moments. If we just sometimes made the big play, maybe we're just kind of bad. We're not god-awful, but we're just kind of bad. But we also, you know, I could sit here and say maybe we'll go get a win, which – by the way, we've been talking about Texas Tech being one of our wins, and they go put up a damn near 60-burger against Texas. Granted, biggest meltdown of all time. 
that's the worst loss in football history. I mean, it just is. Like, they, you you got your quarterback doing horns down on the sideline up 15 with three minutes to go, and you, you give up a touchdown, onside kick, touchdown, two-point conversion, immediate touchdown in overtime. Like, that's just meltdown city. I mean, to be fair, we've had a quarterback on this show that threw up the horns down and then proceeded to lose the game. So Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, our loss to them was much – Oh. less awful, much of a less, less of a meltdown. I can't speak. Like, that's the thing. You said it. It wasn't just like a, where they kind of blew a lead. Like it had, they blew a 15 point lead. So fast, maybe the fastest 15 blown 15 point lead in football history. And then to give up a score right away in overtime. And then what they do fumble. The guy just fumbled the most bananas fumble yeah. ever. Just dropped the ball. We were, we were watching air place and we just like, kind of stopped paying attention and then we kept an eye on the bottom line and we saw they scored and we're like wait a second is this really gonna happen i mean it i i really don't have more it was the atlanta falcons of college football and they wear the same colors shockingly enough but i mean it's just outrageous stuff yeah i mean i got us off track there but like yeah basically i'm still on the train of we're gonna go and 10 and if you're shocked by that then you're you haven't been watching but yeah, I guess what I was getting at is, like, we've got to start convert. I love that we went for it on fourth and one. We sat through so many baby years where we would have punted there. We would have called a timeout. Well, we called timeout first, right, yeah. And then punted. And I love that now I have confidence in the staff that we're going to make the right calls and go for it. But it also when you fail on fourth and one, you get roasted just like you do when you punt on fourth and one. So it's like, I don't know. I just – I want to get to the point where KU football sometimes completes that freaking play or completes a third down. Like, it's just so frustrating. I still think this offense is going to click because, like you said, we've got guys on offense. And if you get – that's why I want us to stick with one quarterback. I think you give this team a few more games, we're going to have one of those big breakout offensive performances. I mean, yeah, I think the offense will definitely show signs at some point, kind of like they did last year, you know, midway through the season kind of towards the end of the season, putting it together. But as far as this week, I, I don't think it'll be this week. I mean, Oklahoma State, you know, they're very much – they've kind of changed their philosophy. You know, they used to be like score a 1,000 points and hope they outscore you. They're yeah. just good at defense now. They've given up 19 points all year. I know it's Tulsa and West Bob, but we're Kansas. It's not like we're any better than those teams. So, Yeah, and you're right because when I saw the over-under was 54, I was like – is that the team total for Oklahoma State? Because might as, might as well be. But you're right; they're a little different. I mean, I know nothing about Oklahoma State. Do you? I mean, where do they? Where are they? Like in the Big Twelve? Are they like middle of the pack team this year? Going into the year, they were two or three. Them in Texas were kind of flip flopping. A lot of people like them as like a sleeper, but I mean, there's a real chance they can win the conference now that. Oh, you had to do the most annoying thing in the world and blow that lead to K-State. And, I mean, just adds insult to injury on Saturday. But Oh, what is OU's problem? <laughs> it's so stupid. But, no, I mean, Oklahoma State's definitely, I'd say, top tier of the Big 12 this year. Uh, they haven't really played well so far, like their first two games. But their quarterback's back. They got that Shuba Hubbard guy back. Uh, yeah. Just a dope name. But, yeah, Spencer Sanders, he got hurt early in that Tulsa game, and he didn't play last week. I think he's questionable this week. So, I mean, if he does play, maybe they just look different and look like they were supposed to. But it could be just an ugly, gross, like, 34-3 to win for Oklahoma State. I don't know. 
it's, it's going to be ugly regardless. Speaking of ugly, AB, if you don't use Manscaped, you're pretty ugly. Um, the Manscaped Longmore 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellows down low. Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you also find a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. How annoying was it that it was 90 degrees on Saturday, by the way? I, I wanted to throw a fit. I, I didn't want to be dramatic about it, but good God. It needs to be better this off. season. I don't want to be using crop preserver, but geez, if it's going to keep being 95 degrees out, we'll keep firing it up. Uh, you also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you watch your sniff. If we catch you sniffing yourself, go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of the show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Um, AB, before we get into gambling on KU Oklahoma State, I just want to mention one more time to bet, give a shout out to Bet Online. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football in full effect. The NBA Finals are here. MLB playoffs are here. You might now be at, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in the action of Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, like I said, let's get to KU Oklahoma State. Looks like we got KU or Oklahoma State minus 21, and I mentioned the over-under earlier, 54. I think I'm going to be riding with whoever KU plays until I see something differently. I will take Oklahoma State minus 21, and I will – I lost the under – or I lost the over last week, but I'm going to stick with it. I, I think if Oklahoma State's going to have a big offensive game – could very well be this week against this young Kansas defense. What are you, what are you feeling? Yeah. I mean, I've been back and forth. I, I think I'm going to go opposite of you again. Give me KU on the under. I don't know why I'm, I literally said 30 minutes ago. I don't know why I keep betting KU, but I think it's going to be like, give me like 30 to 10 A little backdoor, like, It'll be 30 to three. We'll score with like five minutes left over on the clock out. We'll kick a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Down, down by 23. We'll make a, make a three possession game, a three possession game with like eight minutes left and call it. So that, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think we're going to go. Oh, and 10 again this year. That number does seem low though. I mean, you put like a top 15 team against this KU team with against a 17 year old quarterback. Like that line seems low. Which, but, Speaking of this KU team, I wanted to throw this out there. Scott Wildcat, our uh, our guy, 
he tweeted at me this weekend and said, is this the worst KU football team ever? And I no. I truly don't think people remember how bad that 2015 Kansas football Jayhawks team was. I mean, that team was that, – that's a team that we couldn't spike the ball. We fumbled a spike. Mm-hmm. Like that team just if you could if you could picture something crazy bad for a football team to do, that team did it. We covered all areas of just being horrible. So no Scott Wildcat. This is not the worst team. No, it feels a little reactive too. But I mean we get shelled by Coastal and then we lose to Baylor. It was like kind of rebuilding off a big year. So I get it. I mean, if you just look at the scores and you aren't looking bigger picture, yeah, I mean we're pretty bad and we're probably not going to win a game but there have been worse days with far less uh confidence in the future going forward so yeah um speaking of better days not worse days and i don't know if you have any other football thoughts certainly give them to me but champion i know where this is going no 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 no. we're talking hoops we're talking ku hoops champions classic announced today well, Jeff Goodman, Champions Classic expect to be on December 1st in Orlando, Michigan State versus Duke, Kansas versus Kentucky. I'm a little disappointed. I loved that round robin idea, throw these guys in a bubble and play everyone once. Maybe that could still happen, but I'm just pumped we're getting a Champions Classic. I was a little worried they'd just cancel non-con or something like that, but I don't know. December 1st is not that far away. No, it's really not, um, and it – Every year, it's one of my favorite days of the year. This year, it's going to be a little different with how um, – well, maybe it won't be, but because they normally do like the doubleheader with the college football playoff rankings in the middle of them. Yeah, yeah. I love that day so much. Just love it. And there's always basketball on throughout the like afternoon and stuff. So, no, I mean, it's just on an overall point. Like, it's good news about KU sports, which I feel like we haven't gotten since early March before corona. Yeah, I – I don't know. I just, I've really enjoyed, I've seen people say different things, but like I really thought I would hate watching basketball with no fans, but the NBA product, I know that's overused, but like the NBA product is so good that it hasn't really ruined it for me. I am interested to see how it changes with college basketball because college basketball, the fans are just such a huge deal. Like that is why college basketball is the way it is. But same with college football, and I think everyone's been pretty happy with how college football has been with the smaller fans. So, I don't know. Is is it going to feel the same at all? I mean, not to throw shots at rivals, but we've played games in pretty dead arenas before where it's like social distancing without actually calling it social distancing, and it kind of feels normal. But, I mean, I certainly will miss even just watching a KU down by four with five minutes left at Allen and the crowd getting into it. Like, that's more fun than the game sometimes to watch on TV. So, yeah, I don't know. I think – uh, just on that point, I think college basketball is probably going to suffer the most out of anyone as far as, like, no fans. Oh, yeah. I don't think people want – and especially with, like, other sports. I mean, college football is still very much going to be in the swing of things at that point, right? Uh, uh, I think I think their schedule is fairly normal this year. I, they moved the playoff announcement back, but, like, so December, are you just talking Champions Classic? I'm just talking, like, yeah, in December when you – I feel like – I know that's still bowl season, season-ish, but, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, college football, did it not get pushed back and stuff? Like, big teams? Yeah, I guess, I guess it did. Like, December 1st, 
around that time, they'll still be playing conference games because yeah. I know most of the conferences are doing their championship game on like December 19th, I think it is. Is that the Saturday? Yeah, I have so. no idea. But yeah, I don't know. It'll be, I'm excited we're getting it. I'm excited that we get to see the champions class because, like you said, it is like it just feels like that. It gives you that little feeling of like an NCAA tournament game early in the season. And then you don't feel that again for like six months or four months. But it is just amazing having that day where you're waiting for KU Kentucky, KU Duke, KU Michigan State. So I was pumped to see that on the old Twitter timeline today. Just wanted to throw that out there. Last thing, the NBA Finals. My guy, This is where I thought you were going. LeBron James makes his 10th NBA Finals, his ninth out of the last 10 years. I mean, how you feeling? Is there just any way that the Heat can pull this off? So, I before we get into that, I would like to, first of all, congratulate one of my favorite players in the league, Jimmy Butler, for getting to the finals. I would also like to throw a shot at the Chicago Bulls front office. Not anymore, but Garpax regime, who said that Jimmy Butler could not be the best player on a championship team. That's very much proven otherwise. Fuck Garpax. Is um, it as far as the, that they don't win a ring? It is. Okay. I think so. I mean, from the guy who just won't shut up about going to 10 finals and losing six of them, like, yeah, going to the finals is a big deal. So um, we don't have to get into that. Um, but Jimmy Butler's running into a juggernaut. So, I mean, it's a super team that, you know, LeBron had to cheat to make it there. It's fine. It really is. But <laughs> Oh, man. Super team. Jimmy, literally two good players. The rest of that team stinks. That's what gives me a little bit of confidence in the Heat. I don't think the Heat will win the series, but I don't think it's impossible that they win the series. I think I think the Heat have a better shot than like LeBron's Cavs did against the like KD Warriors. Oh, I agree. The Heat play as a team, like it sounds really old manish and daddish, but it's like they're just an they play so well together. Like obviously LeBron carried those Cavs teams, but like those dudes, you did not have guys like Tyler Hero having massive performances. You did not have Bam Adebayo being really good. Like, I don't know. They've somehow – I keep looking – like, Duncan Robinson starts, dude. <laughs> well, the dude was begging Mark Titus for a job of the ringer like a year ago, two years ago. It's stupid. The he's he's on fire. But, but, like, so obviously Lakers have the top two players in the series, right? I think yeah. that's pretty much – but after that, like, when's the next Laker to be named? Probably, yeah, Butler three, Bam four. Uh, Hero probably five, as far as in the bubble. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to think who's the Lakers' third best player. <laughs> Kuzma? <laughs> Rondo? Yeah, oh, God. I mean, Rondo's so he just bad. Goes the, he's gone on so yeah. many stretches that just infuriate me as a basketball fan. But he's just good in the playoffs. He did it with the Bulls a couple years ago, too. The eight-seed Bulls beat the Celtics two games in a row in Boston, and then he gets hurt, and they get lose four straight. You know what I forgot? The Lakers are supposed to have Avery Bradley. Like, that's not – like, I wonder – I thought that would be a bigger – they'd miss him more, but, like, it really hasn't seemed to matter. But I don't know. I, uh, you got a good draw. You got a good draw. Can we – okay, now, now that the Lakers – Want to hear something tough, though? Uh, sure. My girlfriend's birthday is on Wednesday. 
you don't know how badly I needed the Celtics to force a game seven so that we could avoid the old game one. Uh-huh. Like I don't have very many LeBron games left. LeBron final games left. Maybe what two two years of finals? Maybe three. Um, so yeah, tough news for me. Keep me in your thoughts and prayers. But um, yeah, I mean, it depends on how the game goes. If the Heat win, I'm just gonna light your phone up. I mean, you might want to just just shut me off, block my number, but. Um, happy birthday to her. Hopefully you guys have fun with whatever you do. Um, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. We, we know the Lakers are going to win in five or six. Like, you shouldn't have to worry about it. I, I know you want to watch, but YouTube so, clips live forever. It's so scary that everyone agrees it's Lakers in five. Lakers in five. And I know that's because the Lakers have won in five every single series. But I don't know. I, I do think the more I just look at it and I know that's just kind of how sports are. The more you look at something and think about it, the more worried you get, but I can see it going six, maybe even, maybe, seven. but I'll tell you this, if this thing goes seven, LeBron is not losing. And if he does, he loses a game seven to Jimmy Butler. I I, I don't know what I'll do. I can't recover. Like I don't, there is no excuse of like those Warriors losses. One, Caleb and Kyrie are hurt. Two, uh, they won. add KD. Or yeah, two, they win. Three, they add KD. Four, they add KD. Like you, the excuses have been built for LeBron, and they're fair. But like, there is not a single one. Now, I will say, I, look, Davis, it's a great spot. Like, Anthony Davis has an injury scare every single game. I feel like. And also, last thing, I don't want to rant too much. I had a. Just a mini panic attack yesterday, thinking about the fact if LeBron somehow tests positive for COVID, he's done. 14 days. That's seven game series. He would not play a single freaking finals game. What would happen if that happens? I, look, I tried to say this a couple months ago on the pod. What happens if LeBron gets the Rona? Now, I don't think, like, no one in the bubble's gotten it. So I don't think you have anything to be worried about. That's just you trying to find a reason for this to go wrong. What if some crazy LeBron hater like yourself got – Oh, back got off. Corona, Don't put that on me. Got the Rona and just rolled up to the little bubble and just sprinted in, like came up with a plan to find LeBron and just sprinted in and just attacked him with a cough, a lick, just just gave LeBron the Rona before the series starts. It's exactly what I'm talking about. You're overthinking it, trying to find a way. But honestly, with the way that LeBron fans like to find excuses for losing in the finals, you would probably enjoy that. Oh well, he got he got Corona, but he led this team to the finals. So three and seven, who cares? You still made it with a bunch of okay, bombs. LeBron a really hard play in the finals. This doesn't count as a finals loss, you asshole. Be safer. Be more healthy. Have a better immune system. Smoke more weed with your son. Do you even what? know the odds, like, to bet on the Heat to win the series? I think it was, like, Lakers are, like, minus 330, Heat plus 250 or something like that. I could be wrong. I mean, I was, was a little quick surprised. earlier, but. Game one, Lakers are only minus four and a half or something like that. Minus four, minus four and a half. That seems low. Yeah, you guys have been booty the first game every – I guess you played well against Nuggets, but. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, are, we, are we placing a wager as far as like you being a LeBron lover, I'm being a LeBron hater? Like, is there any way we can make it interesting? I don't know. Um, the last time I made a bet on a LeBron series, I lost his an autograph of his. So that's you know. 
uh, story for another day. But I think LeBron will win Finals MVP. You want to bet on that? What about higher? Okay, I heard this on a pod before we started. Anthony Davis is like favored to score the most points in the finals for the Lakers. Just be prepared if he does that. I'm not. I don't care about rebounds and assists because I know LeBron will have like a triple double every game. But if AD scores the most points, I'm going to say it's AD's team. Oh yeah, I mean, don't forget Kyrie scored 44 in a game and LeBron scored 41 and had a triple double, and people were like, "This people went nuts." The they won the finals. Oh, I, I I was defending LeBron on Twitter that night too. Yeah, so but I, maybe the only time I ever have. But those takes will be spewed. I mean, LeBron haters are their back is fully against the wall. Like it's like in a movie scene where you run to the top of the roof and you're you're either jumping off the roof or you're getting killed. Like you guys are at that point where you have to. Decide. No, you're saying your final words and the final takes are going to be. No. Well, this is Anthony Davis's team. This is Anthony Davis's team. <laughs> it it's like a it's a semi high risk high reward bet in a way. Because like we were talking earlier, the, the slight chance that the Lakers don't win the finals and LeBron plays in all six, seven games, boy, oh boy, am I going to have a field day and it'll make it all worth it. So like that's what I mean. Like there is a slight chance that this can be a major positive for myself okay. and my, uh, my friends. It could be. It could be Mavericks all over again. So We don't talk about that one enough, by the way. Eight points in game three. Yeah, not great. Not great. Mm-hmm. But... All right. You got anything else? Chiefs look great. I don't know really to talk about it. I mean, everyone knows that, but they're, just, they're, they're good as fuck. So, yeah, they that's are. my chief minute. Um, Patrick Mahomes absolutely bodied Lamar Jackson last night. He's having a kid. Yeah. Shouts to them. Yeah, congrats on the sex. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that the NFL ranked – or who ranked Patrick Mahomes for NFL? Apparently, the apparently the players. Yeah. But I've also heard, like, I think McAfee talked about it. Like, it's like – None of the good players, and it's everyone kind of takes it as a joke. Yeah. They had him as the third best quarterback. That was both Russ and Lamar over him. Truly, like you can't. The guy has no. Like I know he has motivation to keep winning Super Bowls, but like to give that man more motivation is just the dumbest thing you can do. And you can to, tell to that point. I hope he's fourth again next year. Yep, exactly. So, all right, folks. That's all we got this week. We, as always, appreciate you listening. Um, let's hope. Let's hope the Hawks can shock the world this weekend. Shock Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy's a, a weirdo, so I'd love to beat him. Going to bring the mullet back, though. You're a big mullet guy. So. Sure am. All right, folks. That's it. of the sea, back to the black Snoop Doggy Dog, monkey at the the, the dock, went solo on that ass, but it's still the same, Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but don't lose your grip, nine trips ain't the year for me to fuck up, shit, so I ain't holding nothing back, and motherfucker, I got five on the 20s, track. it's like that, and as a matter of fact, what's a cause I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back, yeah, so keep out the manuscript, you see that it's a must we drop gangsta, what's the motherfucking name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
to the wild, creeping and crawling, Yiggy yes yo, and Snoop Doggy Dogg in the motherfucking house like every day, dropping shit with my nigga Mr. Dr. Drake, like I said, niggas can't fuck with this. And niggas can't fuck with that Shit that I drop cause you know it don't stop Mr. 187 on the motherfucking top Tick tock, now what I clock Just some nuts in the clock Robbing motherfuckers and I kill them blood cops And I step through the fog and I creep through the small Cause I'm Snoop Doggy, Doggy, Doggy Oh Your hands in the motherfucking air and wave the motherfuckers like you just don't care. Yeah, roll up the dank and pour the drink and watch your stink. Why? Cause doggies on the gang. My bank goes on swole. My shit's on hit legit. Now I'm on parole. Stroke. With the dog pound right behind me and up in your bitch is where you might find me laying that, playing that G bang. She want the nigga with the biggest nuts. Then guess what? It's I and I am him, slim with the tilted brim. What's my motherfucking name? Get dog.